So based on everything we've been exploring about the two ways of seeing God's reality, from God's perspective and from our perspective, we can now understand the verse, the Pasuk, that says, Ani Havai I, God, have not changed. What does that mean, I, God, have not changed? So, the Tanya explains that not only does it mean that there's no change in God's conduct or even His will, but this first means that there is no change in Hashem Himself. There exists nothing that can alter Him. The only consideration that might have caused us to wonder whether there's a change in God's unity is His bringing created things into existence. For before their creation, nothing whatsoever existed other than Hashem. After their creation, however, one might erroneously conclude that there now exists something in addition to him, the worlds and whatever is in those worlds. And were this to be so, this would constitute a change in God's absolute unity. And therefore the Pasuk says, Ani havaya leishnisi, I have not changed. Just as he was here before the world was created, so he is alone after it is created. Now, this might be difficult to understand. How can we possibly say that Hashem is alone after the world is created when there now exists an additional entity, the world? But based on what we explained about divine unity, it's clearly understood. Since the world is truly nullified in its entirety, in relation to Hashem and is totally unified with Him, Hashem is thus truly alone after and before the world was created. <clears throat> Nothing changes Him. Not his being and not even in his knowledge. Now, one might have supposed that with the creation of the world, Hashem's knowledge at least underwent the change. Why would you think so? Inasmuch as he would not have possibly known the world beforehand, once the world was created, Hashem would thus know something that previously he did not, because the world wasn't here. So the Tanya says no, for by knowing himself, this is deep stuff, but listen, Listen, in other words, hear these words. For by knowing himself, he knows all created things, since they all derive from him and are nullified in relation to him. Meaning, creation added nothing to Hashem's knowledge, because it's knowledge of self. The world is him, and this knowledge of self existed before creation and after creation. In the words of Maimonides, who says, that he is the knower, God is the knower, he is the known, and he is the knowledge himself. What does that mean? Mortal knowledge, our knowledge, human knowledge, comprises of three elements. The, know, the knower, the person, the subject that is known, and the power of knowledge, the faculty of that, enabling the knower to know the known. In divine realm, in Hashem, these are all the same. They're all God. Now, Maimonides says this is beyond the capacity of the mouth to express, beyond the capacity of the ear to hear, and beyond the capacity of the heart or mind to truly understand for a human being. Because Hashem is absolutely one from every side, every angle, every form of unity. There is nothing outside of Him. There's nothing He needs to know. There's no, there's no compounds. There's nothing that's added onto him, it's just him. See, because when a human being studies a subject and knows it, 
The rational soul was already within them before he studied and knew it, but the knowledge wasn't, and now the knowledge is being added. So man's knowledge is thus a supplement to his intrinsic being. Through it, he becomes aware of something he did not know before. If we're learning Tanya now and you never learned these ideas before, something's being added. And day after day, we learn new things. So this is not perfect unity. It's a composite. What the Tanya is saying is, although our knowledge is united with us once we learn it, it's not a perfect unity because simple implies that any alternative would be inconceivable. Since a man's knowledge is acquired, not having been part of his essential being, its acquisition yields an imperfect and composite form of unity. It's not a simple unity. <clears throat> it's two separate entities. But by Hashem, it's pure unity. Nothing is added. Now this is very hard for us to understand, so we just have to believe this. You know, people often ask, what does it mean to believe in God? We, as Jews, we don't believe in God. We know there's a God. When it, what, what do we believe in? We believe in these kind of ideas that are hard to understand about God. But the essence of God is not faith. The essence of God is knowledge. To know that Hashem is absolutely one with this whole universe, it's hard to understand, but we could believe that Hashem's knowledge includes even a small worm in the sea, a minute mosquito that may be found in the center of the earth. There is nothing concealed from him. This knowledge does not add multiplicity. It does not add composition. It's all knowledge of himself. And because this is so hard to understand, that's why the prophet Yeshaya says, just like the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways higher than our ways and his thoughts greater than our thoughts. Or as it's written in Eov and Job, can you, an intellectual, by intellectual searching, find Hashem? Or have you eyes of flesh? And do you see as man sees? In other words, can you really, really see things the way we do? God sees things differently. And we see things differently because, again, we see things outside of us and Hashem sees things within him.